Good morning. My name is Pastor John. If you don't know, if you're online or this is your first time here or first time there, um, whatever, and um, it's good to have you here today. Um, Pastor, just like most everybody else, every once in a while, God tells me to do something. And and did, did God ever tell you to do something and you don't want to? And he told me, what to preach today, and um, I already had other plans, and, and they were good. Let me tell you, they, it was good, and, and all of March, we'll do that, and it will be good, all right? But um, I got up this morning, and, and um, uh, in the group reading, I, um, I was reading something, and, it, and, I, and God just kind of and if he does this, learn to duck, because he smacks me upside the head. You know what I'm saying? And, and deservedly so, you know? And um, he had been telling me all week to teach and talk about um, comfort, um, joy, peace. Um, but you have to understand, I had something much more exciting to talk about. And I kid about that if you don't know me. But um, I've been watching, I've been listening here, school. Um, I'm an avid news guy. Um, And I'm going to be honest, I'm 64. I'm about to be a uh, Medicare baby. And I have never, never seen so much pain and so much turmoil and so much confusion. Um, It's coupled with anger. The evil one, we blame it on politicians, but the evil one has uh, done a masterful job of dividing us Um, uh, we've come to the point where, man, we can't even talk to each other unless we agree with everything, you know, and, and it's a, it's a sad time. Um, a lot of pain, a lot of death. Um, a couple weeks ago, my nephew, um, OD'd, um, out in California and, um, all I want to know if it was fentanyl. Because I'm real tired of this fentanyl stuff between me and you, all right? Um, and here's the thing. I have a PhD. Now, be impressed. I have a PhD in biblical theology. Are you impressed? And I go into those situations... <laughs> And I have no clue what to say. And let me help you with something. If you're in those situations, don't sit there and cycle babble on. Just be there. You know what I'm saying? Just be there. Because that's really all they want. Just for you to be there. 
And I just felt like God wanted me to bring hope to our minds and our hearts and our souls this morning. I think God wants all of us. Because let me help you with something. If you're sitting there thinking, I'm the only one who has these kind of problems. I want you to take a look around right now. Go ahead, do what the preacher said for once in your life. And if you're online, just look around. Every person you saw has pain. Every person here online has passed. I keep waiting for the day. Now remember, I've got a PhD in biblical theology. I've been a preacher for 40 some years. I should be there, right? I keep waiting for the day when I don't have those things that are just dogging me effectively. Anybody else? I, I listen to some of these dudes and, and it's like, well, if you do it right, you don't have any more problems. And I'm like, well, I ain't doing it right. But hear what I'm saying. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Online, you listen to what I'm saying? That's just this broken world. And until we get to heaven, <laughs> this is just where we are. I wish this morning I could tell you, listen, here's the formula. Number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three, do this. And you're going to get on top of everything. And somebody say amen. Oh, yeah. And your problems are all going to disappear. And everything you've done in your past, it ain't going to bother you anymore. But folks, that's religious la-la land. There is no such thing. There is no such place. There is no such church. There is no such situation like that. Okay? Where we are now, here's, here's, here's something you need to hear. I want to write this down. Where we are is where we are. Now, that's intellect personified there. All right? Everything that has happened to us is right here with us. Every crazy, sinful thing that we've done that we would just rather nobody ever know about. Anybody else got those things? Anybody? They can be forgiven. But there's an evil one in hell and he's got a bunch of demons. And no matter how much I ask forgiveness... And no matter how much I pray and no matter how much I believe God's word that I am forgiven, he had this really good tactic of reminding me. Anybody else struggle with that? Every time I think, okay, I'm on top, baby. I'm there. Yeah, no more problems. Remember this? 
I wish I could tell you. Well, if you do this, this, and this, all that goes away. Kids, it just doesn't. And I know that is not going to put me in the category of the religious positive. But let me help you with this. In the Christ reality, that's the truth. And let me help you with something. I've never fixed a problem that I don't embrace and say, okay, this is where we are. Now, God, help me by your grace and your power and your healing glory right where I am. Open your Bibles. I'm not going to have it up at the top, I don't think. Um, to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians is right after First Corinthians. <laughs> it's right before Galatians. Uh, that's right after Romans. In case you see some of those books, you're, you're close. And the one thing I want to remind you that you were created in the image of the Godhead. Remember that word. We throw these words around. Nobody really knows what they mean, but... Um, they're really cool church religious words. Um, the Godhead is called the Trinity, if you ever hear that term. And the Trinity is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Trinity, um, didn't know you were getting a theology lesson, did you? Um, his name is Parakletos. And I want you to remember, I think this is important because this is the person that is with you every day, 24-7. And the word Parakletos means what? Comforter. Comforter. In other words, the power, the love, the grace the healing of God, no matter what your situation might be. The one who comes alongside us. And let me say this, this is exactly what we need to do in people's lives. I'll say it again because y'all missed it. This is exactly what people need us to do in their lives. This, this is important. This is really important, okay, for us as ministers and for people. And that word comforter is very important, and you'll see that in this scripture. Verse 3 of, of 2 Corinthians says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. And we all say amen. Um, I love everybody. But I've never had anybody look at me and say, man, isn't our pastor compassionate? That's just not who I am. I mean, I'll be there. I'll be alongside of you. I'm just never going to be that guy that um, you just look to and say, man, 
I got to run over to his office and get some compassion. All right. Some of you are. And that's why we're a body. And you could come along people, side people, and you can cry with them. I, I don't cry. I'm just kind of a goof. So if you're a crier, say, I make up for pastor. But I am compassionate. Although I'm a different compassionate. Because you can always count on me to be there and be solid and not let you whimper and whine because that ain't healthy for nobody. You can cry. It's all right. But after a while, you got to step up. Amen? Amen. But God is a God of compassion and the God of all comfort. You see, today, I, I don't want you to sit there. And the biggest problem in the church is too many of us. And I think it's part of the psyche of the church. We try to act like we ain't got no problems. Somebody say amen. amen. We're real bad about that. I'm the worst. I'm the preacher. I ain't supposed to have any problems. Amen. You know, and honestly, everybody says, oh, no, we know you're human. No, you don't. I'm the preacher. I ain't supposed to have problems. You know, you hear what I'm saying? It's hard. It's, it's a hard balance. And that's okay. but I can match anybody for times that I needed that God of comfort (laughs) to come alongside me and love me right where I'm at. I'm begging you this morning, take off the mask. Take off the oh, I'm good. You know, my dad died yesterday, but I'm good. No, you're not. You hear what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it's not real. And here's the problem. If you're not real, then that dude or dude next to you, they don't feel comfortable being real either. That makes sense? You with me? Um. He comforts us in all, all, all our troubles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I don't have to wonder. Now hear this. I need to say this. Even if I'm the one who made the mess, y'all ever made a mess? Y'all ever done anything and realized, I made a mess of this one. Amen? Amen. Even if I'm the one that made the mess, he's right there. He's not sitting there going, oh, you made the mess. You cleaned it up yourself. We only say that to our kids. You know? But he's right there. He's right there. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you willing to humble yourself 
and quit playing games and allow him to actually heal you and love you and comfort you where you are. Because let me help you with something. I'm watching a world that is all broken. I'm watching a world that is hopeless and helpless. And you know what they need? They don't need me to go, hey, I ain't never had nothing like that, but let me tell you what God can do. No, they need me to come alongside and say, I've been there. I've hurt like that too. You know? But God, but God, amen, who comforts us in all our troubles, Here's the key for the body, that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. But, but pastor, I've really done some dumb things. Join the club. <laughs> Amen? But pastor, my life's a mess. Join the club. But pastor, I don't want know what to do. Join the club. Amen? We can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ... So also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort. See, a lot of people ask me, why would God do this? I can't articulate it because I don't know for sure because I'm not him and his ways and his mind is far above mine. But I can promise you this. He has a purpose. And the purpose may not always be about you. It may about be about that neighbor or that spouse or that kid or that person at work that they're watching you and they're seeing, does that stuff really work? Does that, that make sense? Who knows? Who knows? You know? If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm. Now we can get down next to somebody and go, I've been there. I got stuff I'm struggling with too. But Christians, one thing we really want to do is pray through that God's got a plan and God's going to see you through. Amen. Amen. He's gonna. He's gonna. Sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we don't know when. Sometimes, but you know what? I just know this. Every time my life has been a mess, every time I've been in the center of pain or heartache or whatever, he has always seen me through. Amen. Amen. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, 
so also you share in our comfort. I am not an expert on a lot of these things. But I do know that in a congregation this size, some of you have been abused. Abused in different ways. Sometimes it's verbal and ugly and nasty and sometimes it's, it's, it's sexual and sometimes it's all kinds of ways. And those things cause great trauma. And I, I wish I had the, all the words to say, and, and I wish that I knew the one plus one equals two dynamic to make you all better. But let me help you with some things. My Bible says that if we bring those things to him, he can give us a peace beyond all human comprehension. Here's the thing I want the church to learn to do. I don't care if you like what I'm saying or how I'm saying it. I want you to take the word of God and I want you to engage it in your real life. The word peace. And I want you to understand the word peace is more about looking out into the future, the rene in the Greek, like anybody cares. But it's about God coming along Loving us, being compassionate where we are. He probably knows more about what has happened to us than we know. And what he's saying is, I've got this. Understand. He can heal us and he can give us a vision for the future and a peace for the future and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, let me be honest. There is no way to go back and fix everything that happened to us. I wish there was, don't you? You know, let me take you back. We'll, we'll splice the tape. From the day before to the week after, and that's not a part of your psyche anymore, but it is, isn't it? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. But I know this. He can provide me forgiveness. He can provide me comfort and be compassionate right where I am when most human beings don't really know how to be compassionate right where we are. 
Because honestly, even your spouse didn't go through. They may know about, but they didn't go through. They weren't traumatized by what you were traumatized. They can love you. They can care about you. They can want to fix you and make it all right. But the reality is nobody else knows your pain but God. Amen? But let me let you a secret. He does. And he cares. You say, well, what do we do with that? Well, there's a, there's a verse in Romans 8 that says, God takes everything. See, and when I say everything, and if you go back and dig up that word, you know what that word everything means? Everything. He takes everything, positive, negative, painful, whatever. <laughs> and you know what he says? In his own way, by his grace, he somehow makes it good. I don't know how he does that. I wish I did so I could write a book and I could be a millionaire and I can just live in Fiji the rest of my life. I don't even know where Fiji is, but I've heard of it. Just kidding. He really can. Sometimes my mind gets all messed up. Does your mind ever get all messed up? You have anybody ever, it just seems like everything going through that filter just comes out negative or bitter or frustrated. And it's always everybody else's fault. <laughs> Here's the cool part. He says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put my helmet of salvation on your big old head. I say it for myself because mine's a big old fat head, you know. And let me save you there. Let me rewire you there. And that is a real thing. Plasticity is one word there. I don't know the rest. But the bottom line is that's a real thing. That God can take us and he absolutely can bring a rewiring and a remolding and begin to, here's the cool part, give us his mind. Wouldn't that be good? Instead of thinking like us and thinking like those around us and the way we habitually think, God absolutely transforms us and helps us to think like him. Anybody here got emotions? I don't know about you, but especially in the past, I've done a little bit about getting on top of that, but not a lot. And 
I've struggled with my emotions. And if you know me, I'm a very volatile person. And, and I know you just think I'm a pleasant little preacher, but that's not funny. I could be, whoa. And, some, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm a little better now than I used to be, but any of y'all ever feel like I'm up one day and down the next? Anybody? It's just, woohoo! I wake up every day, where am I going to be? You know. Here's the thing. God can take that old heart of stone and God can take that old heart that's all over the place And he can transform your heart and your emotions and your mind so that you somehow begin to come out on the other side. Him. And I say that as encouragement because you may not be there right now. We all have periods and seasons, don't we? You know, we may be going through, man, I'm good right now. But then there's tomorrow. Stuff happens. People say stuff. People do stuff. (coughs) Here's the cool part. God's right there. And he loves you. And he wants to transform you in what he calls hypostasis. In other words, he wants to absolutely give you a gyroscope at the center of your being. That's how they go to space. They put this thing in there and it goes around like this and it keeps them straight. And that's kind of what, this is biblical. This is what God wants to do for us. He wants to put something in us that he's not telling you the stuff's not going to happen. He's not telling you that you're not going to have struggles. What he's saying is, allow me to be your holy, eternal gyroscope. And that's a real thing, kids. That's a real thing. And you're still going to have those days, and you're still going to have those days, and you're still going to have those days. But the bottom line is, he's your gyroscope, and he can bring balance to your life. About a year ago, I, I read a book called Care of the Soul. And I've read it twice because I still can't understand what it's saying. But it's real good. And basically what it showed me was the greatest struggle we have is in our soul. And when Jesus saves us, what does he say? The soul. And most of us have had things happen in our lives. And I hope I'm not too boring about this. I know it's slow. But most of us have had things happen or things we have done. And it's really damaged our soul. 
here's the greatest problem we have with this. We have a tendency to kind of put a layer around our soul and we know it's a mess and we know it's been scarred and damaged and we know that something's wrong. But we run around life acting like I'm good. I'm good. And we ain't. And folks, we need to let God, know, not only in our mind and our emotions, but we need to let God down in the very depths of our center, our soul. In Hebrews, it talks about the fact that Jesus Christ can be if you'll let him. Are you listening? He can be the anchor of the soul. If you go back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it talks about the fact that Jesus took this old lump of dirt and that's called us. And he molded it and he breathed into it and we became what? A living soul or psyche. JC has a podcast called Breathe. And that's kind of what I want you to do this morning. Breathe. Allow God in the person of his Holy Spirit (laughs) to breathe into you once again and make you into that living, breathing, balanced, healthy psyche or soul that you were created to be. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Turn over with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. I just feel like this is where we need to end. And then the the kids are going to sing. Y'all might as well come on up. Come on, come on down. Um, and then I'm just going to pray. And when we're praying, and even during the song, here's what I want. I don't want you to play religious games and stuff like that. And try to act like to your neighbor or your friends or your family, everything's good. Because I don't know about you, But along the way, my soul, the center of who I am, has been racked up a few times. Let me say this last thing. Sometimes, and I was talking to a pastor friend this week, and his kids refused to go to church. Do you know why they refused to go to church? Because they're an interracial couple, and they went to a church, and that church rejected them. In other words, they were hurt by the same group of people and institution that was supposed to love them to health. Let me help you with something with that. 
Every time you go to church, God's there. But so are people. And people, are you listening? Ain't God. They ain't God. We people, pretty much all of us, we're kind of goofy. And we say dumb things. And we do dumb things. But here's what God wants to do for you. Chapter 5 of 1 Peter, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore. That's a hard word. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I, that's a hard word. Because humble's kind of a balance of realing, realizing you ain't got what it takes to be everything you were created to be. Everybody understands that, right? But hum, being humble is not saying you're just this really dirty jerk that never does anything good. That's negative, destructive self-talk. Amen? Humble is, is kind of like that back in the Summer on the Mount when Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And what that means, it ain't got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with, <laughs> I don't know how to fix this mess. <laughs> you know, I got to have you, God, because I ain't a man or I ain't a woman. I don't, I don't know how to do this. And that's okay because God calls you blessed. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may, now here's a hard one, because when I go to God, I want him to do what I want him to do, and I want him to do it when? Right now. And if you love me, you would. You ever use that one? You know? That he may lift you up in the right time. That's a little hard, because we do. We want God to cast all your anxiety, all your pain, all your fear, all your burden, all your bewilderment, all your pain, no matter what it was, even if you were the perpetrator. I got to get that one across because there's a lot of people who feel, well, he ain't going to do nothing to me. I did it. No. It's okay. He knew you were knucklehead when you were born. Amen? Amen. Cast all your anxiety on him. You know why? Because he really does care for you. He loves you and cares more for you than your mama. Amen? Be alert. And sober mind, half of sober mind. Because the devil, he's prowling around like a roaring lion, and he's looking for some way to devour your life. Sometimes we've kind of let him do that. Resist him, meaning Satan. Standing firm in faith, because you know 
that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. In other words, don't isolate yourself and think, I'm the only one going through this. Because let me help you, you're not. And this is why it is so important in the body of Christ for us to be open and honest with each other. Because too often people come walking in a church and we walk around like a bunch of spiritual peacocks, like we ain't got no problems. And they leave going, man, I could never be that. When reality is, they ain't either. Here's what I want to do. I want you to stand. We're going to sing a song. And then we're going to pray. You can stand. Go ahead. But I don't want you to play games during this song. I want you to bring all the honesty you can muster by the grace of God and embrace the things that have happened in your life that still dog you today. I want you to take all the things that you've ever done that Satan just... Does anybody else have that problem? He just brings that up and goes, see, you're an idiot. You're not worthy. God doesn't care about you. Yes, he does. Some of us had some major pain. Some of us have lost kids and spouses and loved ones. Friends. And sometimes we really don't know how to balance all that. And that's okay. But while they're singing about the rock (laughs) that never moves, I want you to bring all of that to that rock. And say, God, I don't know how to put this together. And I don't know what to do with it. But you're that rock that when I feel like my whole life is wobbly and out of control, you, that eternal rock, you never move. And then we'll pray together, okay?